Welcome to Girls Gone Vile. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Annika. We're the girls. And we're going to talk about some vile shit. All right. Welcome, everyone. It's our first episode. Mm-hmm. Are you excited, Annika? I'm excited. I know. Full of Mickey Mouse chicken nuggets. Yeah, we just stocked up on some Mickey Mouse chicken nuggets and we're ready to record. So thank you for listening and listening to us not shut up about this podcast for the last several weeks, but we're doing it. It's here. We've been very excited. We're going to talk about some murders, some, some vile stuff right now. You ready? okay so before we start we won't talk too much because i know everyone's here because they want to hear some murders but if you don't know us we'll introduce ourselves as i said earlier i'm kaylin yeah i'm annika so basically we work together and we bonded first over cats cats and then we found out we both like true crime and i'm like hey do you want to follow my dreams and start a podcast with me and yeah yeah and i just i went with it she <laughs> went with it while i created everything it's no exciting. she helped a lot she made our logo if you like our logo thank annika it was it, it was both of us we both it's went to a panera and sat in the back and yes. our teas. So, several hours spent at panera <laughs> All right, so how this is going to work is each episode, one of us will tell a story about a murder or a crime or anything within that field that kind of interests us, and at the end, we're just going to kind of share some news and talk about whatever we want to end it on a little lighter note. So I am going to go first this week, and for my first murder, I wanted to do something a little less well-known. And I wanted to do something from my hometown. And I remember when this murder happened, I was in college, but I wasn't living there. But, like, it was the biggest news in my town. But I never really, like, found out about it or, like, knew the details. So I was like, oh, I want to go back and find out, like, what happened. Because I only knew, like, bits and pieces of it. And so when I did, I was like, oh, this is wild. And this has to be the first thing that I talk about on my podcast. So here we have the murder of Nancy Pfister. So this murder takes place in Aspen, Colorado, which is one of the many places I lived. I went to high school there. And so I'm like, I think I'm very qualified to talk about this, but I did need some help. So I'm going to cite my sources real quick. (laughs) Um, All my info I got from Wikipedia, of course, summitdaily.com, aspentimes.com, and then a documentary from Crime Watch Daily, which we will be talking about in depth because that interview and like documentary on this murder is wild. So first, I'll just tell you, Annika, and all of our lovely listeners, a little bit about Aspen because I think Aspen gets this like rep when people hear about it that like oh a bunch of celebrities live there and it's all fancy and like a fancy ski resort which is like true but like there's kind of two sides to it so you have like the rich people the socialites celebrities who vacation there but then you have the people like me and my family who live there who are like not rich and famous at all and they basically like go there and they work for the city or they work for the ski resorts and like there's definitely a big divide there between the rich and the poor what's kind of cool about it is a lot of these people like chill out too like you'll go to a ski party and there's like a millionaire chilling with like someone who works at the ski lift and stuff and aspen is like a very small knit like tight community because it feels busy during tourist season but like after tourist season it's like a really really small town and then 
that's why like this murder was such a big deal too because it just was like small town news and it was the first murder to happen there in 30 years so like it's a little safe ski community um so that kind of sets the backdrop for it and so as i said there are a lot of like socialites that people know and it's kind of weird because they're almost like local celebrities like even when i was watching this documentary they're interviewing people and I'm like oh I know who they are like they were at my work or I've just like seen them and like even the newspapers in Aspen would have like almost like paparazzi photos but like photos of socialites at parties who like weren't famous but like Aspen people knew who they were like I don't know it's weird like no other town I've lived in has had that but like that's it um so Nancy Pfister was one of these socialites as they say she was born July 4th, 1956, so she was a cancer, and that's what I'm going to do in this podcast. If I know the person's sign, I'm going to tell them the si- what their sign is, but she's the only one in the story I found the sign for. Do we know the sign of the, um, the killer? Do we know their sign? We don't, but... I, and I looked it up so much, too. When we talk about once this case gets solved, we'll tell at the end, I have guesses for what their sign is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we'll come back to that. Because like, I'm so fascinated by like the signs of killers. And I know there's those like, lists going around. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of Virgos on there. Virgos, Gemini. Too much. Too much. Yeah, she's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> so she might kill us. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even eat meat. <laughs> we just had veggie chicken nuggets <laughs> and i'm a capricorn but they said that list that you see at super famous of like all the serial killer signs those are only like the notable ones and so when you think of like all the killers there's more signs yeah. represented so that's i want to do every time we cover a case like make a chart and be like who's the most evil sign yes aries <laughs> gemini we're gonna anger a lot of people already <laughs> like, all the aries just turn this off right now it's but that's fine yeah. we don't need that toxic <laughs> negativity here <laughs> all fire signs <laughs> and scorpios <laughs> just kidding we love everyone and you might have a really good moon sign i don't know <laughs> anyway so nancy fister is a cancer which i'm cool with. i really like cancer so we're good on that so she was born in Idaho, but she was raised um, in the Aspen area. There's a town nearby called Basalt, also super small, that she grew up in. And she definitely grew up, like, with privilege and affluence. So her dad, whose name was Art, actually helped start one of, like, huge ski resorts in Aspen. It used to be, like, a cattle ranch, and he turned it into what's now called Buttermilk Ski Resort. And in Aspen, there's four ski resorts, and they're all, like, super famous and super busy like they drive the town's economy so like of course her dad got like super rich so if i went i could go like right now if i went i could go to buttermilk ski resort and ski there or yes still there i lived my high school was by it and yeah i I tried like ski it didn't work out (laughs) i've been to buttermilk and snowmass and like never i was the only person in aspen who didn't ski i was an outcast like openly talk about this there or is it like i no it it was the gossip for a while i also had left aspen by this point too Mm -hmm. but there was definitely the gossip but this is going off another tangent you know what other murder related thing aspen is also famous for what ted bundy (gasps) he escaped from jail there the first time (sighs) and then the town like an hour away glenwood was the second place he escaped from jail and i like love this fact like 
is that he did have a victim nearby and that they found in Aspen, but he was in the jail there and it's like a super small jail courthouse on the same thing and like whenever i took my ex to like see my hometown i wasn't like here's my high school here's my old home i'm like this is the window that ted bundy (laughs) jumped out of i'm like i don't know why there's not a plaque there (laughs) but anyway so ted bundy and then 30 years later we have this murder so anyway her parents I just want to share a little fun fact about her mother. It's not relevant, but it's so cool. So her mother was um, Betty Pfister, and she was a member of the Women Air Force Service Pilots in World War II. And um, according to Wikipedia, in her later years, she flew a helicopter, which was notoriously known for parking in the family's driveway. And I'm just like, that's the reputation I want. I want to be like, oh, there she goes, parking her helicopter in the driveway again. What's that? legal <laughs> anything in Aspen it's probably because the drive was probably the size of my whole house right really? now yeah, oh, oh there's like big houses there and That's condos crazy. like why I lived in so I told you it was a big it was a big variety so in Aspen I would park my helicopter on top of my house that way nobody can get into it yeah oh, she just went for the driveway <laughs> just casually like oh there goes Betty again with her helicopter <laughs> I love it I, I was like I had to hated her in the morning whenever she got into her helicopter and <laughs> out and like, they were damn like it, Betty I'm trying to sleep stop it <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fun fact about her parents so clearly she was really like privileged growing up um, so she was raised in Aspen as I mentioned she graduated from Aspen High School like me and when she was young because of like who her family was she met JFK Jack Nicholson Cher and Michael Douglas because they were vacationing at Buttermilk Resort and she was even engaged to Michael Douglas. Wow. So she had a cool life. She did. But here's the thing. I was watching that Crime Watch Daily documentary and at the beginning it already made me kind of mad because they definitely kind of villainized her even though like she's the victim is in this because they're like, oh, she was a socialite. She partied and drank all the time. Okay, but why is that like... That's what I said. <laughs> and is that important if she wants to go out and do that? And she I thought I said good for her. Yeah. So they were talking about in the documentary. Um, she did have a daughter. She never married, though. Um, so she had that kid. But yeah, they're like, oh, she was a socialite. Um, even someone like in the documentary who was like her friend was like, oh, yeah, she was entitled and spo- spoiled. Um, they said partying was her career. And they're like, oh, and they were saying it like it was a bad thing. They're like, oh, she slept with like a different man once a week and like went to orgies and stuff. Oh and I'm like, good she for She had so much fun. <laughs> she, that's what her friends did say about her. But the documentary just kind of set it up as like, and that's kind of why I wanted to cover this case too. Because like, yeah, maybe she was a party girl, but good for her. But like, yeah, but that doesn't she mean had she... a daughter. She had family. Like my sister was telling me, she was in high school when this happened. My sister's in the same class as Nancy Fisher like nephew like that's how small town we're talking about and like yeah she wasn't just like a party girl and yeah that's what I wrote though in my notes I was like she's a party girl good for her though (laughs) and my favorite quote so there's a quote from one of her tenants in this documentary and we're gonna get to this tenant later she's gonna play a big part wait tenants yeah like she ran in her room to them like her Uh, house yeah a tenant Mm -hmm. but she was like yeah the first time I went to meet Nancy she was like in this white hotel robe with pearls and a glass of pink champagne but she was saying like it was a bad thing and I'm like that's what I want to do like next time you come over to record I'm going to have like pink champagne and pearls in a bathroom that would be amazing that's what I want I would love to record like that honestly Mm -hmm. like and we have some hard cider right now (laughs) but we're not we're not on pink champagne (laughs) 
So um, speaking of parties, though, um, she did throw a big party. Um, it was the 2014. She was going to go to Australia for three months because that's just what you do when you have money. Um, so she flew to Australia after this party, but people didn't know that that party was the last time a lot of them would see her alive. So she comes back from Australia. Her friends. Kathy Carpenter, who is also her personal assistant, picked her up from the airport, and they spent the weekend together, and she was super jet-lagged, so she's like, I'm going to sleep, and like, sleep off this jet-lag, and Kathy was like, okay, cool, she like, even left a note on the door, it's like, don't bother Nancy, she's going to be sleeping, but two days had passed after that, and Kathy was starting to get concerned, she didn't hear from her, um, and she had also learned that Nancy hadn't shown up for her job as a tour guide, and it had been two days. Was Kathy not staying with her? She had been for a few days. Mm -hmm. And then, like, after they caught up, she's like, I'm still tired. That's kind of what I got from it. Kathy went, like, back to her job and, like, kind of left. So she's like, I'll leave her alone for a few. But then she hadn't heard from her for a few days. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Kathy was, like, sleeping elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was just there to kind of bring her back from the airport, spend a few days with her, and then leave. I see. So then after that, um, it had been two days. Kathy was super concerned. So on February 26, 2014, she went to go check on her. So when she um, went in, she was her personal assistant. She did have a key to her house, and since she had been staying with her. So um, she opens the door, but there's, like, no trace of Nancy inside. Um, But what she did find is she noticed that the bed was in disarray, and that the comforter had been, like, draped over the side, and the sheets were, like, pulled off of the mattress, and the mattress had been flipped over. So when she drew closer, she noticed that there was a small stain of blood on the bed frame. So she found that the bedroom closet was locked. So she left and went back to her house, according to her, because she had like a key to the closet. And I guess like because she was her personal assistant, she had all of her keys. That's what I'm thinking. So she goes home, opens the closet, and that's where she found Nancy's body. So Carpenter immediately called 911. And investigators then arrived to examine the body for change to the crime lab. So we'll get more into the scene of the crime later. Um, but Nancy had, um, they found a large gash in her torso, torso from where she was struck with an axe. Um, and an she had axe? an axe. Yeah, it gets worse. Brace yourself. We're getting to the, this is the vile stuff, guys. Um, and then she had a lot of wounds to her face, which were um, caused by someone beating her with a hammer. And there were no defensive wounds on her. So that told law enforcement that she had been beaten in her sleep. Like she didn't even like wake up. Um, And the medical examiner determined that the official cause of death was due to the blunt force trauma and the loss of blood. So not the axe. So so the axe came after? Yeah. Well, there'll be more details later okay. with the confession spoiler alert but was with the confession okay but there was no like the personal assistant kathy she had to come in and unlock the door mm-hmm. so the door was locked the front door to <laughs> yeah to get in mm-hmm. so there were no signs of, of a break-in there were mm-hmm. no open and windows. that's important nope no signs of a break-in. Interesting. Interesting. There's You're going to say that a lot, this. So, the police already became suspicious um, when they received information that the reason Ka- uh, Nancy had come home early from vacation was because of her tenants that I mentioned earlier. 
So she was having some issues with them. So they're like, we need to look at them. And we'll get to them. But we have to talk about Kathy first. Because there's a lot of shady characters. Is Kathy one of them? Listen. Oh, I wanted to like Kathy. Listen. So according to Kathy, as we mentioned before, she like went to work after she left her, left a note and everything. Um, but she's suspicious because she called 911, you know, and she's like, hey, my friend's dead. But when they investigated the scene, they're like, how do you know she's dead? Because when they looked in and they saw her in the closet, it wasn't like a dead body there. It was like just, it looked like the way they described it, like a pile of laundry because she was covered in sheets. So, so she didn't even know that her friend was in there. Yeah, well, she was, according to her, she was like, the closet was locked. So she thought that was weird. But how did she know to check the closet? Like, that's not a place you would look. Yeah, and also, like, why would you open up a closet and see a pile of clothes, which would be in the closet, and just think, yes. oh, my friend so is dead. That's, like, like the first. no evidence of her, like, looking around in there. Did it stink? No, it, there was no reports of that, but they did estimate that she had been in there for two days before she was found. So it, prob- it probably did, did. Yeah. So yeah, it was super suspicious because she was like wrapped in a sheet, it looked like laundry. So everyone was like, "How did she know it was a body?" Also, Nancy had a safe, and there were six thousand dollars and two rings missing from the safe, and Kathy had the key. But Kathy even like admitted to it. She's like, yeah, I had a key because I was her assistant. And she's like, I just took those belongings for like safekeeping. But then like, is that the first thing you would do if your friend got murdered? Yeah, for real. I just, yeah, Kathy does sound really suspicious. Yeah, like if you found, like what do I own that's about? If you found me murdered in my room, would your first thought be like take, take all, all the crystals? Pur- yeah, take all the crystals and Kate Spade pur- purses. Just like protect them. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, for real, like if it was something that whoever killed her was going after it would be gone so yeah and like the and kathy was the one who had the key yeah but kathy pointed place in another direction which is gonna interesting out too so kathy implicated the aforementioned tenants which was trey and nancy styler so we're gonna sidetrack and i'm gonna tell you a little bit about trey and nancy so Trey and Nancy had some money issues. Trey had worked as a doctor, and they had gotten married several years ago, moved into Kansas. This is not related to the murder, but I had to put it in here because it was such a fun fact. So um, it said that Trey and... Th- there's two Nancys in the story, by the way, so it's going to get confusing. There's the victim Nancy, and then there's Trey and Nancy Nancy? Yes. Okay. So Nancy Styler is the tenant. So I'll try to use the last names when I can. So Trey and Nancy, it said, according to Wikipedia, that in their life they had become world-renowned for their shared hobby of the growing Victoria water lily. That's the face I made. I know we're on a podcast, but the face <laughs> Annika just made is like, what? What is, I don't, I did not look up this water, Lily, but I just want to know, like, A, how are you world renowned yeah. for <laughs> Victorian water, Lily? And B, like, how do you find that that's your shared passion? 
like where they already married and one's like babe i got really into this flower you gotta <laughs> check it out or when they're like on their first date and like super connected over it like, like oh, this flower do i need to like put on a tinder profile that i love the victoria <laughs> water lily and find my person no i don't do know you do not want this kind of relationship you don't want so that's a fun fact about them but in 2000 they were living in denver colorado around that time trey had become ill so he had to stop practicing medicine and basically after that there was downhill for the couple they lost everything so um they moved to aspen from denver and they just wanted to start a new life they had some bad investments kind of shady but and so they decided to move to Aspen and start a Botox and laser spa. Do we know what they invested in? It was I a bad investment. I couldn't find that. I wish I did. It was probably the Victoria Water Lily. <laughs> Let's be real. Well, Which is a bad investment. <laughs> they became more renowned for it. I so. know. So that was the good investment. <laughs> probably just went with some basic Lily. And that was <laughs> <laughs> not a Water Lily. A yeah. Lily. Yeah. And that's how they lost everything. Whisper spreading some false information. <laughs> this is all just alleged. alleged allegedly <laughs> they invested in the wrong Lily. <laughs> Don't quote me. So when they were in Aspen starting their new life with their Botox spa, they answered an ad in the paper, which was from Nancy Fister, to rent out her home while she was in Australia for three months. Which was gonna cost them twelve thousand for three months. But Nancy Fister was nice, and she's like, you can stay here early while I'm still here for free, um, like a couple months before my trip, so you can help me pack for my trip, and that was the kind of exchange, like they could even run their spa out of the house if they just kind of like assisted her and packed for her trip. That's a good, good trip. Sounds good, but basically they hated each other like mutual the stylers and nancy fister and it's hard because of course nancy fister like is no longer here to kind of give her side of the story but the stylers nancy styler is very vocal about how still to this day and we'll get to that later how much she hated this poor woman so um what happened is the stylers complained about the house smelling like cigarettes because nancy feister was a smoker but they accused her of blaming the smell on them. They're like, oh, she's smoking, so she can blame it on us. And there was some issues with, like, unpaid rent, and Nancy wanted to charge interest for them. So kind of just a lot of issues with it. I feel like Nancy was really helping them, though. Like, letting them live there. Uh, yeah, for free. For free. And, and they're just assholes like, to her. Yeah, if she smokes cigarettes, then. It's her house, you know, yeah. like you're running. Yeah. But that was the whole thing. But um, basically, Nancy Fister called Kathy, her friend, personal assistant, while she was in Australia. And she told her that she was going to kick the couple out. Like, she was just done with them. But by that point, the stylers were already like, we're fed up with you, too. So they were going to be out by February 22nd, according to them. And so Fister returned the day that they had said they were going to be gone, but they hadn't gotten all their belongings out. So Nancy Fister was like, okay, I'll be nice and I'll give you some time um, so you can move your belongings. So again, she's helping them. Yeah, basically. But they didn't do it in a timely manner. And I guess that caused some like rift too. Well, I mean, it makes sense if they're causing troubles for her in her own home. Like, I wouldn't want them in my home either. But has the personal, like, does the personal assistant say anything about their relationship with Nancy? 
Oh, yeah, so that's what kind of first led police to Kathy. Well, they were still suspicious of Kathy because of how she found Mm -hmm. the body. But she was like, you need to look at these tenants. And, of course, when they found out all of that info, they're like, we're going to bring them in for questioning. So, yeah, they had brought Nancy and Trey Styler in for questioning. So, in an interview with the police, Nancy Styler, even though, like, she knew Nancy Fister had been murdered, she was like, no, I didn't do it. But she called her a liar and an alcoholic. And she said she was, like, hated by everyone in the community. And she's like, yeah, she called us trailer trash. So we didn't like her. And she's like, yeah, she treated us awful. She also treated her personal assistant awful. So, like, this woman has been murdered. And this, and so Nancy Styles brought him for questioning. And all she can say was, like, how awful. Okay. And has the personal assistant said anything about her being awful? No. She's been quiet this like, whole time. If she's if she's calling them trailer trash, like, that's a reason to dislike someone. If they're calling you names based on your income. But I feel like if someone dies, like, you don't need to just bring, oh, they're awful to the table. You need answers. That's what I said. Because I, I was thinking this. Because, like, I, there's people I don't like in this life. Yeah. But I'm like, if they died and someone was like, hey, can you say something about them? I would just want to say anything. Yeah, for real. I wouldn't go around and be like, they were garbage. They did this and that. I'd be like, you know what? I don't have anything to say. I'm just going to go move on. But Nancy Styler had some opinions to be voiced. And she did voice them. She did. So, we're going to talk about Trey. So, he took a polygraph test. And he failed it. So, investigators were like look at him but a polygraph isn't like a reason to hold someone yeah it's not and they couldn't use dna in the murder case against them because they had lived at that house so their dna was going to be there so like that wouldn't have helped anyway but one thing oh and i said this too kind of about their like hating her so nancy styler admits in this crime watch daily documentary they interview her and oh it was wild like She's crazy. I put that in my notes, too. I was like, I don't trust her. Because watching this, I was trying to figure out, like, did she do it? Did she not do it? But she said in that interview, you know, after all this had happened, she's like, yeah, I did threaten to kill Nancy Fister, but I didn't. Like, why would you say that? Yeah. That's... Like, I threatened to kill her, but I didn't. I wish that I watched this documentary that you're speaking of, because, like, I feel like the way that they... You're going to get mad. Like, really give away. I don't know. Sometimes, do you watch documentaries and you see them, like, smiling? Yeah. Or trying not to smile. And you're like, I know you did it. But nobody says anything about it. I take pride in that. I can spot, like, fake crying so well. Because, like, you can't produce. You can make the crying face and that's how it's fake. But, like, usually when you cry, like, your voice cries. Like, I can just tell. Like, when people are fake crying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so I can tell when they're like. And that's why I was trying to read Nancy because she's such, like, this character and so bold. And every time I was like, maybe she didn't have something to do with it. But then she. It was just like she, she was a character. Suspicious. Yeah. So let's talk about Trey. So Trey, they brought him in for questioning. He failed his polygraph, as I mentioned. So the big defense um, in his like in his favor was that he was old. He was sixty-five, and so people were like he couldn't have done that. And the police were like, exactly, he couldn't have done it alone. Because mm-hmm. think about it, he had to quit his job like 14 years prior to this because of his health Mm -hmm. like he couldn't be a doctor anymore so like how was he committing murders that's a yeah 
but also where was did Nancy have a job? Where was where were they going to get this money to pay back the Nancy? Mm-hmm. Yes. So like at the sh- I don't think she was. They they just had their like spa business and like oh yes, Nancy Fister. Yeah, the spa. So, but they did have financial troubles, though. Obviously, like, the spa wasn't going to solve that, like a startup business. Yeah. So, uh, personally speaking, from a spa, that causes more troubles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we know. So, yeah, that was the thing, though. They're like, there's no way Trey could have done this on his own. Like, he's old. He's frail. Not that was 65, but, like, not in good health. And they're like, just the flipping of the mattress, the moving of the body. There's, like, there's no way he did yeah. it. And so... Um, they did finally have enough after his failed polygraph, not to arrest him yet, but they were searching their, they were staying in a motel and they were searching the motel property. So in the back of the motel, they found a trash can and they found in the trash can, um, DNA from like Trey and Nancy Styler. So that proved that that was like their garbage, you know, so you knew you could trace it back to them. Mm-hmm. And also in that they found pill bottles belonging to Nancy Fister. And you ready for it? They found a hammer with blood in the trash can. Guys. Y'all not even try. And then didn't even try. Because of that, they were able to search the car. They found Nancy Fister's blood in the car. And to top it all off, the key to Nancy Fister's closet was found outside the Stylers' hotel door. Oh, like just on the floor, just out there? That's what I said. Just said outside the door of the hotel. Oh, my God. But on one hand, you're like, they're just dumb, basically. Yeah, sloppy. But that's the defense, too. Nancy's attorney was like, that evidence was obviously planted. Okay. And it could just eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> but in... In the trash can. How did, how... Exactly. Are there video cameras at this hotel showing... Mm, probably not. There was no... I didn't run a... Con- I wish, but no. There was no evidence of, like, any video cameras. And that's the thing. So, we'll get to that. There wasn't a lot of other evidence found. So, after that, though, they were... They had enough. So, they arrested and charged both stylers, Trey and Nancy, with first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder on March 3rd, 2014. And 11 days later, Kathy was arrested on the same charges, too, because police were still convinced, like, they had a feeling she had something to do with that. And the reason is they developed that theory that she had helped the two commit the crime based on multiple statements Carpenter made to investigators, basically describing items she had seen at the crime scene that seemed impossible to have been observed, like the way she found her body and stuff. So that's why they're like, we have enough to, the stylers never also implicated her, but they're like, we have enough to at least arrest her. So the acts... Did we ever find the axe anywhere? No. Just the hammer. Unless it was left. I didn't see anything about it being left at the scene. It could have been. But and I didn't read. I only read about the hammer. And I did like quite a few articles. But because this isn't like Dateline did do an episode on it. But other than that, like it's not like a bigger case too. Yes, like a lot of articles didn't exist. And even through my research, I found like a few discrepancies. So I kind of pieced together like what was accurate and stuff. So if anything's inaccurate, I'm sorry. I did research. <laughs> um, so Kathy Carpenter like maintained her in- innocence like through all this. So 
everyone's ready for the trial, right? First murder in 30 years in Aspen. It's the talk of the town. I it's a newspaper. I want to know what their defense is going to be. You ready to be kind of let down? What is it? There was never a trial. Why? Did they just get to go straight to jail? No. So, <laughs> Trey, before the trial, took a plea, and he confessed in an affidavit, and he stated he did it all on his own. I, just, I wish you could record Annika's eye rolls, but yeah, listen. So, like, I'm... My, like, opinion on what... We'll talk my opinions at the end. I was like, I don't know about Kathy. Nancy, Styler, super suspicious. Nancy is suspicious as a hell. But if she did it and her husband just, like, straight up took the hit for her, like, what a man, though. <laughs> like, what a loyal... Like, not that he should murder someone, but, like, I couldn't even get my ex to, like, post me on Instagram. When this guy's out here... <laughs> giving away his life yeah being like i will go to jail for the rest of my life my wife didn't do it Did like he taking the rest of his life? Yeah, technically me? yes oh. we'll get there oh god so he says in his affidavit he said quote i lost my mind or at least my rational mind it was me it was all me so based on the terms of his plea agreement nancy styler is not able to ever be charged with this crime in the future if she evidence is found but Cassie Carpenter can still be charged if enough evidence is ever found against her so why is Nancy not allowed to be I think it was just the term I think he was in like his in his plea he's like these are my demand like protect my wife probably if you want me to talk and you know how law enforcement is and this is the biggest criticism with this case is they're like they just want it solved they want to close the case they don't want to take time to go to trial and convict everyone so like oh we got a confession cool case closed like they don't even care to look about everyone else so that's what happened but the story's still not over so People still, like, we're talking, you know, like I said, small town. People are like, we don't believe, like, it was just him. Like, technically, taste closed, but, like, is it? And there was evidence that Nancy Styler's cell phone was emitting signals from Nancy Fister's home at the time of the crime. Because, yeah, Trey had said, like, oh, yeah, I was here. He confessed. He's like, yeah, I went here at that time. But, yeah, Nancy's phone was there. But their defense on that was that his phone had died, so he took his wife's phone. Yeah. All men do is lie. All men do is lie. Yeah. And and maybe Nancy Nancy too. Nancy too. Nancy Nancy Styler, the bad the bad Nancy. Bad Nancy. Not not the cool girl Nancy. That's how we'll differentiate them. So he was sentenced to twenty years in prison. Did he serve that time? Did he? No. Because not long into his sentence in August of 2015, he killed himself by hanging in his cell. As they usually do. Just He just couldn't deal with the shit that he made. Yes. He made his own shit. Yes. And he couldn't deal with it. So what is, his, what is Nancy doing now? Bad Nancy. What is bad Nancy doing now? Listen. Did you think she could get worse? Because she's about to. So before I guess that, before he died, he did give a confession more in depth, like an eight-hour confession that was videotaped. Videotaped. Yes, and in the Crime Watch Daily documentary I watched, 
they had Nancy, bad Nancy, sit down and watch her husband, or ex-husband. She did divorce him when he went to jail. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. she was like, here, like, take this for me. Yeah, but. Go to jail for me. She really did. She, but they were still, you. the way she talked about him after death, like, they were divorced, but like, but she was still supportive of him, basically. <sighs> she wasn't like, fuck you, I murdered someone. Like, I see, yeah. I see. So, um, before, like I said, he did that interview. So, basically, the way he describes the crime, he still, like, contends that he did it by himself. So, he said he just wanted to go talk to Nancy Fister. Like, we were, they were fed up about the rent situation. They didn't like her, but they were just going to go have a talk. So, he walked in. He sees her sleeping and he kind of thinks she's like faking it because she had earplugs in so she couldn't hear him but he didn't know that at the time so he says he was like hey i want to talk and then when she he says that when she didn't respond he like snapped and got so enraged so his next logical thing was to go downstairs and grab a hammer and an axe because he's like i just snapped i was so mad that she didn't like respond to me so he really had the time he really had the time walking from the upstairs bedroom down the stairs and calls it, I, I just snapped. Even though he had all of that time to think about what he was doing. Yes, and that's a huge like thing again that people, I mean obviously we know he at least, and we don't know who else was involved, even though we kind of know. So he also grabbed extension cords in a plastic garbage bag which was like he later used to tie her up so yeah it wasn't just like i snapped no. it was like i'm gonna go get these yeah. all my supplies that i need to kill her so then he described it's gonna get a little vile in case it wasn't already he struck her in the face with the hammer over and over and she stopped moving but he realized she was still breathing so that's when he the got axe. the axe yeah and plunged into her chest so then he wrapped her body in the bed sheet and multiple plastic bags and dragged her to the closet. And then he grabbed some of her belongings, like her medication and cigarettes that was later found in their trash can. He said why he did this was to make sure that he wanted it to look like she had left somewhere, basically. So if people came in, she wasn't there like, oh, she took her medication or cigarettes. She must have just left. So it's just weird because he was kind of thinking about covering, but then so not. That's what I'm like thinking also. If she was wrapped up and like hidden in the closet how did kathy know that she was dead if that's she, the thing that they keep coming back absolutely to no way that she could have seen her yeah but like that's the only thing they have against cat like there's no other physical evidence so so during this uh crime watch daily documentary that i just everyone should watch if they want to hear more about this because they made nancy styler watch this interview with her husband his confession and this comes back to me knowing when people are fake crying because she was like crying during it and like i don't think it was fake so that was when i was like what if she didn't know and this is so hard on her but what if she is just reliving the the fact that she yeah, made that bad decision that's true but don't worry my mind changed again um, so she, after that, the interviewer was just kind of asking Nancy everything. Oh, by the way, she did collect his life insurance policy after he killed himself. Interesting. A million dollars. Even though they were divorced. I don't know how that works, but. So is there any, like, going back to, like, the $6,000 that was taken out of the safe and the two rings, did was that money ever spent or it just sat in nancy not nancy that was kathy who took it yeah i don't know because she said she took it for like safekeeping so i don't know and she admitted to it she wasn't like 
she, she was like, yeah, yeah, I took it for safety, supposedly. So I don't think she took it to, like, spend it or anything. Nothing shady was done with it. Okay. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. At least Bad Nancy doesn't have it. Yeah. But Bad Nancy... Karma hasn't gotten to Bad Nancy yet. So the interviewer for Crime Rats Daily was asking Nancy, like, did you help your husband kill her? And she's like, no. And then he goes, he asked, well, did you go and help him clean up? And do you know what her response was? She says, no, I would have done a better job. <laughs> there goes the Annika eye roll. <laughs> Nancy. Like, that's not what you say. That is not what you say. Like, even if you didn't do yeah, it. Like, even if you would have done a better job. So insensitive. Head shakes. Okay. Head shakes all Are you ready for it to get worse? Yes. Okay. It's just going to keep keep getting worse. No, but yes. So, then the interviewer asked her, like, how do you feel about him committing suicide? She said that he she was glad that Trey was at peace because he was so tormented by what he did. And she's happy because he doesn't have to live with his torment no. anymore. She kept calling him a gentle man. Nancy. Okay. We're going to take it up a level of worseness now. <laughs> I'm going to warn you every time. So I say, then this woman, this is my notes. This woman was like, you can't judge his life on one moment. She's like, he was such a good man all his life. You can't judge him on the moment he, like, violently murdered someone. She goes, he didn't do it unprovoked. She was asleep. Yeah. And she's like, there's just so much victim blaming. And that's why I'm like, bad Nancy. Yeah, bad Nancy. I tried to root for you for, like, one minute. You're kind of kooky and cool. But, like, no, no, we're done. You're canceled. Yeah. So, basically, and the interview was like, do you know what you're saying? And she was like, yeah. She's like, everyone played a part in it. If she wasn't so awful to us, he wouldn't have, like, killed her. And then she's like, well, he shouldn't have killed her. But, like, this poor Nancy Fister, sweet woman with her pearls and pink champagne. them. Yeah, and it's so hard because she's not here to tell her side of the story. Like, no one's perfect, you know? It's like, maybe she did, but, like, that does never justifies murder. That never justifies bad Nancy being like, it's low-key okay that my husband did it. And the look on the interviewer's face in this crime watch daily was like, it's kind of like the look you've been giving me. Just, he's like, do you know what you're saying? He's like, let me be clear, Nancy, this is what you're saying. And she's like, yeah, I know. The thing is, is that, like, yeah, she's right. Like, you can't just choose one, like, mistake in somebody's life and focus on that. And, like, but this man killed someone. That is um, something that you can look at. Yeah, she was, like, asleep and couldn't defend herself. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, no one really knows, obviously, who all played a part in it. There's definitely speculation. Kathy I'm Carpenter. Yeah, Kathy Carpenter has been quiet because you know if she either she is innocent and she's like i just want to go live my life or she's like okay i got away with that and i'm gonna you know stay off the radar but no nancy nancy styler bad nancy couldn't keep obviously she's doing interviews with crime watch daily in 2015 so like a year a year after this happened do you know what she did did she come and throw kathy under the bus no what did she do? She wrote a book. She wrote a book about what? Would you like to know the name of the book? Uh, was it about her helping? 
It is. No, she still says she's innocent. She's. It's called. So why does she need to write a book? Guilt by Matrimony, a memoir of love, madness, and the murder of Nancy Pfister. She really, really wants to be famous off of this. So, obviously, it's the book was poorly received in the Aspen community. Good, it's insensitive. It was described as by the Aspen Daily News as jarring and a giant hate speech. So, in the book, Nancy Styler is still just trash-talking Nancy Pfister. She, like, says she has borderline personality disorder, which, like, isn't even a thing you can say as an insult. Yeah, it's, like, a condition. Yeah, it's a mental illness, like. But she was using it, like, as ammo, which was just all, like, messed up on its own. Um, And she basically, like, glorifies her husband's killing her. And one chapter in the book is titled, Trey to the Rescue. So she still sees her husband as like kind of a martyr, but then she's like, I didn't have anything to do with it. Like she keep in her book, she maintains that. And she keeps saying that like the Picking County investigators just mishandled the evidence and that they had it out for her and just playing. She's playing the victim. She really is. Mm-hmm. So Nancy Fister's family, along with Kathy Carpenter, were trying to get to stop the book from being published. So that was kind of like weird of Kathy to do. It's like, oh, maybe she did it. But mm-hmm. like, I'm still. So, but the book still went published. Um, and the Picking County Sheriff said about the book, quote, throwing those kinds of stones at a woman who's been the victim of a murder is a horrible thing to do. You don't need to do that. She's dead. Your husband killed her. Leave it alone. Which is basically, For yeah. Real, like, she needs to sit down and be quiet and think long and hard about what she's putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. So, I'll end it before we fully share our opinions on a somewhat positive note on all of this. So, I was a little, I couldn't find, like, a bunch of articles in the timeline of this, but around the time of Trey committing suicide, um, Nancy Styler was going through some bankruptcy stuff, and um, Nancy Fister's daughter filed like a lawsuit but like within like i don't know i i study law right now i should know what this is but basically as a part of the bankruptcy lawsuit she filed a wrongful death suit to be like within that bankruptcy what you're paying off you need to pay the family so she filed a wrongful death lawsuit um, and also accused uh, nancy styler of profiting off nancy fister's death with the book deal yeah and the one million life insurance payment she got um last thing i found on the lawsuit was that it was just settled outside of court for an undisclosed amount so nancy's daughter did get something mm-hmm. from nancy styler so that's good on that um it's also super shady she didn't ask kathy carp but she didn't sue her in any capacity but they were all friends before like it was her mom's personal assistant mm-hmm. but um her daughter and kathy carpenter like don't speak so there might be something like where she suspects her too yeah but in 2015 um kathy carpenter actually along with fister's daughter um petitioned the city of aspen to have nancy's name added to a shrine that they have um that's called the memory of friends in aspen um which is located in the nearby town of snowmass and what the shrine is is it honors colorado natives and former aspen residents such as john denver and molly brown um, who have passed on and so her name was added to that memorial in 2016 i'm glad that she has something other than a book out there 
commemorating her because I is that book like still on the market? Is it? I don't know because I don't want to support like yeah. Because I even really thought like oh I want to see like I don't even want to Google that book name. Yeah, I don't want to give her yeah anything. That's just ridiculous. She's really like straight up exploiting yeah, this poor victim. That's why I wanted to kind of cover other than like at first I was like oh this is my hometown murder. I want to cover it when I started researching it. I just want to cover it because, like, she's out there, you know, slandering Nancy Fister's name. Still. And even the way the documentaries portrayed her as, like, oh, a party girl. But, like, you know, there's always more to it than that. Yeah. And, like, no one ever deserves to be murdered. Like, she was someone's mother. She was someone's daughter. And a lot of, like, her friends were, like, she was a good time. Like, a party was a party with her, you know. And, and that has nothing to do with, like, her as a person either. Like, I like to go out and have fun. But I also, like, stay in my house and I don't talk to people. Yeah. And, like, regardless. Like, even if she was drunk every night and having orgies, like, good for her. If that's what you choose to do and you're safe about it and it's consensual and not hurting anyone else, like, that doesn't make you a bad person. And it has nothing to do with, like, even the motives that they had for murdering her and, like, has no reason for her to, like... And what even were their motives? But even they they were being helped. They were in her home. Like, yeah, just that they hated her, basically. Like, that's what he said. He's like, I just snapped. No. No. I know. He did not snap. No. And he... And why was he even, like, going over there? Was it at nighttime that he went over there while she was sleeping? Or was she just, like... I think she was sleeping, like... It was, like, evening. But, like, you know, when you're jet... You're jet, like, you sleep at, like, weird hours. But it wasn't, yeah. like, in the middle of the night or anything. But, like, why did he even go in? Like, if she didn't let him into the home... Well, they still had a key. Because they had been tenants. Like, that's why... Because remember, there was no signs of forced entry. Yes. So that's how they're like, it's either them or Kathy or some of them or all of the above. And so, yeah, that's it. So what do you... After all that... I think I hate them. So, obviously, I think we're on the same page. Nancy Styler. Nancy Styler is suspicious. I'm, I think she knew. That's it. It's like, did she, she know? Did she, yeah. she help? Did she do it? She... Even even if she had absolutely, like, no idea that whole time, afterward, the way that she handled it is entirely messed up. Like, she... Also, there, if your husband comes home to your hotel that you're staying in and throws a, a hammer into the trash can... Yeah. And some... Like, who took out like, that trash? Yeah, like, you're gonna know... Yeah, but she she claims she didn't know, and, like, yeah, he didn't tell her until, like, the confession, and I think, the thing that gets me is I'm, like, he couldn't have done it alone based on what they said, but then I'm also, like, the body does weird things when, like, you have adrenaline going through, so if Mm -hmm. he snapped and he's murdering someone, like, maybe he did, like, some get the strength to, like, do it and move her body, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's kind of a suspicious but it's like it's also explainable but no i think i think nancy styler by nancy had something to do with it i don't know if she helped or did it or or even helped clean oh but she would have done a better job she would have done a better job which means she did it but what do you think about kathy kathy i'm not too sure how i feel about kathy like i guess if since it was two days like if you were looking for your friend and you're like 
honestly, I don't even know if you open up a closet and there's some stinky smell. Like, I would, I wouldn't even know what to, like, say. Like, how did she immediately think, oh, my friend is dead? Like, I'd be like, can't find my friend and her closet's stinky, but all yeah. I see is a pile of clothes. Maybe it's dirty. Maybe she shit herself. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And keep in mind, too, we never really heard Kathy's perspective on anything. We have her statements from the police, but there was no really statement from her about her thought process of like oh i walked in this is what i saw and mm-hmm. this is what i why i knew it was a body you know mm-hmm. so we don't have that but also like yeah did they not further talk to kathy about I it find anything. and she has it because she's out trying to like she's not like bad nancy she's trying to go live like a peaceful yeah. life she's not out there like opening her mouth about it yeah so yeah i don't i'm on the fence about her I feel bad if she didn't because yeah maybe she's just caught up in like a really suspicious yeah situation she also worked at a bank too that was her other job and I remember like reading in the paper and like I think it was my bank because I remember my mom's gonna like listen to me like no it wasn't your bank but I'm like there's like two banks in Aspen so it's probably a chance it was my bank because I remember reading that yeah and I remember reading that and being like does she work at my bank did I have I seen her you know but I think yeah she just she's been trying to live the quiet life and so I feel bad for her if she didn't but like and also I can get Trey wanting to do the affidavit and like getting his wife free but what stakes did he have in saying that Kathy Carpenter didn't do it you know yeah. unless she really didn't that's kind of what got me too yeah for sure I just yeah because why would there be a reason that he protects Kathy yeah that was my thing too but Maybe she is just caught up in some unfortunate situation with her poor friend. But and she really had no motive. That's the thing. Yeah, especially if she didn't, like, spend that money and if she actually did keep it for safekeeping. Yeah, like, they were friends. The only motive she would have had was that Nancy Styler said that Nancy Fister was also mean to her. But, like, we can't trust a word that woman says. Yeah, so, like, no, I do not. She is. She sounds like everything that she says is pulled out of her butthole. Mm-hmm. I do not trust Nancy, bad Nancy. Mm-mm. But poor Kathy. I, yeah, I just, I know that it's probably really hard, like, f- finding your friend like that. But also I wish that. And to be implicated if you didn't do it. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I just wish that maybe we heard a little bit more from Kathy as to, like, her her point of view, as you said, whenever she went in there and, like, why yeah. she automatically, I, like, thought, oh, she's dead. And that's so much criticism that the case has got. Like I mentioned before, like law enforcement, once they got that confession, like we don't need to investigate anything else. So I think so much more could have been done to figure out, even if not the full capacity of it, but like more that Nancy, Styler, and Kathy had to do with it. Yeah, for sure. And even like, this is just a thought that like just popped up in my head. Maybe they were just that suspicious that... Kathy immediately was like they got her like she she maybe she knew something was wrong yeah like we get those gut feelings all the time like you know when there's something wrong maybe not Kathy Nancy and Trey were just that suspicious that like she knew that one day it was just gonna happen Nancy's bad Nancy herself admitted yeah I threatened to kill her but like I didn't so yeah, that's what I'm gonna share. It's it's so frustrating. Uh, it's solved, but it's not. So there's some closure, but there's not. And 
I just feel like even justice was kind of served, but I don't know if it was, especially the fact that he committed suicide. He didn't even, like, serve out his time. So, that's it. That's, that is, that was our first, our first case. I hope, hope y'all found that interesting. It was, I found it very interesting. I, I don't, I honestly don't know how to feel about it. I that's what, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I, yeah, I have trust issues. So, what we're going to do now, so usually, we want to end the show on a positive note, and we were going to have, like, we call our little show and tell time, just something we want to share, but before we want to do that, we're going to go from talking about one human dumpster fire to another human dumpster fire. Oh, God. Yes, we prepared for this, because we started talking about this earlier, some news, and I'm like, let's save it for the podcast. So... If you're listening, you probably know about true crime. So you obviously do know the Chris Watts case about the human garbage man who is murdered his wife and, and children. children, his unborn child, and he's in jail where he belongs. Have you seen the video of um, his neighbor showing him the footage of him? Like in his garage, leaving. Yeah, it's from the documentary, and like the na- I love the neighbor. Na- the neighbor had like a gut instinct. Yes, he I was like something's weird about that guy. Even before like police yeah, knew, he was like in that and Shanann's friend was yes, like something. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm so like it hurts my heart for Nikki. Oh my god, because and friends like, always her. know. Yes, really, but no, I fucking I can't. Just no. That's why I say he's. It's a very triggering case for me for a lot of reasons, but I we did want to like talk about because the news regarding this came a week ago is that his mistress or who was at the time um, has been trying to contact him. What's her name? Nicole. Yes. Nicole. Oh, I don't Kissinger know. Yes, yes. Like I was like, I didn't even bother to learn it. <laughs> like, look it up before we. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> while you look it up, oh, his she's been contacting him in prison because she wants to. Um, clear things up that was the quote and something about that just like enraged me even more is that did you get her name yes Nicole Kissinger you're correct yeah but yeah we're, we're, like, we're just gonna like vent about this because it just made me so irrationally mad the and fact that she was searching up those things like just everything and how bad she is just like I am I'm the other woman to the man who like killed his his family like she really just she thrives off of that stuff and it's terrible it makes my stomach hurt to think about the fact that she like is proud of that yeah and like because you know there's speculation like oh did she have anything to do with it and i never really had an opinion on it and i'm like okay she knows she started her life she changed her name and stuff and i'm like okay maybe she just like got caught up with the bad guy was like was trying to live under the radar but like just why would you contact him yeah girl like if you didn't do it no like during her case she was uh hold on let me did you see her google history yeah i do remember that like searching i forget who it was but like uh what was it like amber something yeah from like the peterson case yes from that which one there's i get there's two peterson case i know which one though because there's like Drew and Stacy and Scott and Lacey, and it's yes. confusing. Yes, we'll, it's so we'll, confusing. We'll cover them sometime and get it straight. But yeah, she was like searching up like mistresses and like Amber Fry or something. Yes, like that. Oh, you're good with names. 
I'm so bad with names. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that one person. Yeah, but really, like, that was in her history, and she was like, Yeah, and that's that in between, like, trying to contact me. Maybe you did have... It's like the I same thing. Maybe if she didn't do it, it's just like Nancy style. Yeah. But maybe you knew. I think she she definitely probably knew because she really was like those those Google histories. They really get but you. Like, I maybe it's just me. Even though obviously we're just gonna talk about vile people, like wanting to leave people aren't that bad. Like yeah, wanting to give people it'd be the one thing of the doubt. if. Especially he had just killed his wife, but like the kids. Yeah. Like, why would she know that and be okay with it? For real. Like, yeah, as, like, I always want, especially as a woman, like, <laughs> I always want women to be like, oh no, she's just a woman. Like, she's good. But then, like, she does <laughs> we don't trust like anyone. This. Yeah, I'm like, why would you look stuff up like that? Why, why is that something that you are yeah, like? Unless like maybe how she much was money just scared. Blah, 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 how oh, it was the money thing. I forgot. Because yeah, like maybe she, she was just scared like, so about how the like, public. Yeah. Yeah. How? How? Yeah. If people liked her, like how much money she made, how famous she got, like stuff like that. I feel like it's. I don't know. I feel like it was more of like wow i'm gonna get i'm gonna get so big because like i'm this other woman but like i actually had nothing to do with it that's true but then why does she like go into hiding and like change her name if she wanted the fame you know that is true she hasn't done like an interview that is true yeah do we know what she has like contacted him about what she said all that i know because it came out from like another inmate and he was like they've been in contact and that she just wants to reach out to him to clear things up. And so, like, yeah, what do you <laughs> I'm going to count clear? all the eyewitness <laughs> Annika does. That's what I don't get. So the way I first thought it, because I had kind of forgotten about the search history stuff. So now I'm a little <laughs> sus. The but search history stuff, like, stays in the back of my head yeah, all the time. Because I was like, maybe she was just, like, not a victim, because she did know he was married. But just like, oh, I want to clear things up. Kind of like, oh, I want closure. Yeah, I want to be um, Yeah, but I don't know. And that's why this is this going to be my like unsolicited life advice about like anything is like you. And I just my advice to myself: don't you, trust men. Don't trust men. But like, you don't need closure. So like, if she was a victim in this and her like guy murdered his family, you don't need closure. Like their actions so speak for themselves. Your is knowing that he's a fucking yes. up, terrible human being. Yeah, and like that goes for any sit. Like this is the extreme one, but I'm like, if your man killed his family, if your man cheated, if your man forgot your birthday, like that says like even the little things like you don't need their behavior speak. You don't need an explanation. Just like take your dignity, walk, walk away. Don't like. I think that's what made me because I was like, if she's a victim in this, I'm like, don't drag this out, girl. Yeah. Just go live your life. Yeah. Unless you did it, then don't go live your life. <laughs> Which is like, what? That just is like, what? What do you need to clear up? He yeah. confessed to murdering his family, and I think this is what I was telling you earlier. I think about why this case irks me so much, for all the obvious reasons too. You know, like anything with kids, like gets me. But even he's just such a. A lot of his personality traits are just seen in men in general. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so scary about it. Like, not everyone is going to go berserk and, like, kill their family. But it's that idea of, like, a man being such a narcissist that he thinks he can get away with something. In this case, it was just a huge thing, like, murdering his family. And then when he gets caught, he just plays the victim. 
Yeah, especially and, like it's infuriating. <laughs> like he knew and loved these people for years. Those were his children. Like his children. he watched them grow up. That was his wife. Like you never know who you are like married to or with until like you find out. Yes, I know that first. I've I've had not been married, but like I have. But like I know that you know like yeah, shit like you don't you don't know who you're sleeping to you seen that thing? don't know who they're talking to yeah. like you don't know what's going on in their little tiny brains very tiny brains thing? and it's like me whenever i realize that my boyfriend is just some random man and, I'm like, <laughs> and then like yeah your trust just goes out the door yeah yeah because like i felt that i don't i can't that's why i have <laughs> trust and intimacy issues because i'm like who <laughs> are you and this podcast has just turned into us <laughs> hating men again but you know obviously he's also a garbage person but trey styler you know we can say about him he fought for his woman <laughs> still a garbage person just like bad nancy but yeah so but so what's the moral of that they're all bad like because they murder people Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Chris Watts, infuriating. Like, oh, when I see his face, like I oh, just yeah, get I so know. mad. He's just like he has the most like. Oh, I didn't do it. I don't. I don't. But then even when he admitted that he did it, he was like, Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I read the Bible now. I hope you forgive me. Like, oh, that yeah, makes I it better. Know. I just no. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus is going to reject you too, Chris. <laughs> Read that Bible all you want. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's what makes me mad. And I think, if she, what was her name? Nicole? Nicole, yes. If she was involved in it, that also makes me mad. Like you said, like, there's a lot of women's involved in it too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Garbage men will influence women too, so. They'll, just... they'll manipulate them and make them believe and see i just i i feel like nicole probably didn't have or in my opinion i don't really see nicole as much of as like having something to do with what had happened but like i definitely feel like she knew what was going on and she just saw it as like like oh he's doing this for me because mm-hmm. like I'm the woman that he wants. Like, yeah. I feel like it was more of like a selfish thing. Yeah, I can see that. And now she's like, oh crap! Like I didn't think it would be this big. Yeah. And now she's like, oh, I'm gonna go. And we have to see too, because I've seen this pattern many really times, and that's like what Chris Watts like embodies is that, like I said, he doesn't think he's gonna get caught, and just someone who can lie and spin everything. So if he was up there like lying in the media, being like, oh my life's missing. Yeah. Who knows what he told Nicole. Like, I yeah. think in the document, I can't remember correctly, that he didn't really tell her the extent or it was like, oh, I'm going to leave my wife for you. Mm-hmm. Or like, at first she didn't know he had kids. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of made it the situation wasn't like, oh, they were pregnant again and still can see the family. Yeah. And like, guys will do that. Like, I mean, I know from experience, like, they'll cheat on you, but they'll tell their new girl, like, oh, we're about to break. So it's fine that I'm cheating. Like, they'll yeah. just manipulate things. So I think Nicole was probably very manipulated in he, some way. I see that, You too. know, because yeah. we know she was. He, like, downplayed his marriage to her so that they would date, you know, so. For sure. Maybe it was just, like, I don't know. I just feel like she spent too much time 
thinking about how others would perceive her yeah. rather than being like Come this back man to that. really just did that and like why would just why would you come back and like reach out to him in jail that's what i'm mad about i'm just he like he doesn't deserve he it he doesn't deserve that that's it you just hit it he doesn't deserve like i guess in his mind he's like oh like this girl still re- i mean we don't know what their conversation is yeah. but like oh i still have a hold on her like that's yeah that's what i'm talking about he still like, has he power somehow by her reaching out to him yeah that's it yeah that's reinforcing oh you did this bad thing but Oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm still going to come talk to you because because you read the Bible now. Yeah. Because these words on Because you got to clear some stuff up. Yeah, no. Well, you have to clear. He confessed to everything. No. <sighs> Men. <laughs> so, I'm not too sure um, what my positive note might be. We're recording our podcast. We're recording our podcast. That's yes. the greatest positive note that yeah, we could end on. How dare you forget? Is that we are here now. We exist in your life now. So thank you for listening to us. Yes, that's so. Thank you. We are so excited. This for a project we've been talking about for so long. for so long, and people are like, "Are you actually going to do this?" And we're like, yes. Yeah, we have business cards. We do. We have business cards. We made an Instagram. Yeah. We made a Facebook. Yes. We're doing like it. We're doing our best. Yes. So I'll share my, it's a little bit of a brag, my good thing this week. Yes, we need a brag. I'm going to Disney World. Yeah. I booked it. I'm going to have no money for the next several months. So, But it's going to be worth blow, it. Blow this podcast up so I can buy things at Disney World. So you can get those like pretzel things, you know, that are shaped like Mickey Mouse. I'm going to eat every Mickey Mouse I think food. they're like cinnamon pretzels. They have them all. They have regular. They have Are cinnamon. Are you gonna go to Star Wars Land? Hell yeah, I'm going oh to Star God. Wars Land. Oh you can't like. It's so God. hard to get on Rise the Resistance. You have to like enter a virtual queue, and it's like a lottery. So uh, like, may the force be with me. May the force be. Yeah, with hell yeah, I'm going to Star Wars Galaxy's oh Edge. My God, I went there whenever it opens it up. Um, oh, you went to Disneyland. Yes, yeah. I, yes, I went to Disneyland and they have like a baby Sarlacc in like a case and it is so cute. I remember being obsessed with it. I loved Star Wars Land. I'm so excited. Once you're in there, you're like fully immersed. Because I worked at the park, I worked there at Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. like five, six years, like a long time ago because I'm old. But like that wasn't there that like they redid everything since yeah. I just so I'm like it's not I don't even feel like I used to work there. So it's yeah I'm crazy. I'm there. excited and it's still five months now so you're gonna hear me not shut up about it till then. Yes. And then we're gonna you're gonna podcast from Disney I World. I will, I will. I'll cover <laughs> like well I hope there's not a Disney World murder. No, I would know about it if there was. But <laughs> isn't like aren't isn't like haunted or something like that? Like oh, I heard probably about, like people poor i don't know do you remember that era of instagram where it'd be like a black screen and then there'd be like a picture and then like white text down at the bottom would be like true scary story yeah yeah did you know the number 876 yes 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 scary fact number 876 (laughs) did you know that people spread their ashes out at disneyland and so that means that and ride yeah i mean like my friend worked at the haunted mansion in disneyland and um she was like yes that's true and it sucks because people think like oh it was my family's favorite ride i'm gonna like make the final resting place but they just like vacuum up the ashes 
like they have to it's a safety hazard like for the few and like the things so like PSA, as much as your family loved Haunted Mansion or ever Disneyland ride, I know, please don't. I feel like, like, if we edit this out, Disney's going to come for me (laughs) and make your spiel in secrets. Okay. I don't work there anymore. It's fine. No, it's fine. The world needs to know. (laughs) No, I feel like I've seen that on the internet before. Do not send your your family's ashes to just Disney. don't that is so sad because like I they don't. just end up somewhere in, like, i tried to Disney's say something vacuums yeah the trap i tried to share something positive but we went <laughs> we went real vile real quick again <laughs> it's it's quite positive now we know the positive part is we've that taught you a learning. lesson yes we've taught we've is taught you a lot of lessons if today you want to leave ashes and cremains at the disney parks don't leave them in the water rides <laughs> don't do that <laughs> we're like why is this water looking funky <laughs> shut they're gonna shut down into small worlds <laughs> don't just just um, put, put them somewhere else yeah get a nice urn. In a tree plant them in a tree yes exactly eat them have Don't. you seen the Maestro's Addiction at the Women's Yes! And she's like... Oh, that's going to be our side podcast. It has to be like <laughs> Maestro's Addiction. Addiction. Yes. Whew. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think so. That's our positive note. Yes. Don't spread ashes at Disney parks. Yes. I'm not going on my trip to do that. Don't worry. I'm just going to live my best life whenever, and see some old friends. Whenever I die, will you just like put my ashes in a fun dip? Um, no. and then give it out as somebody's halloween candy to someone you really hate just like someone <laughs> random it doesn't matter who it is no. it's like when i die i want to do that thing where you're like ashes are like put with like tree seeds and yes. you like grow into a tree yes. yeah that is that's it also another thing that i would like to i want so much done with my dead body so do you know what i want to do this again we're like going off on these like morbid <laughs> tangents i want to donate my body to science yes and i, I go to the body farm the body farm yes. or i hope i'm in a museum like maybe not oh. my whole like mummified corpse but maybe like i die and i have something wrong with my ear and like my ears in a museum like that is the ultimate like immortality or <laughs> if like you know how in futurama they just have everyone in um like their heads oh i've seen and that i've never watched futurama but like i've seen that yeah yes i just i hope that my head ends up in a vat yeah i just you know that's what i want my legacy to be like how can i physically haunt everyone yes both spiritually and physically i have i feel like the way that i'm gonna haunt everyone is honestly i don't know i might come back as a cat oh yeah if i'm re- just I hope, on everyone's stuff. i hope i'm reincarnated as a cat yes 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 i would i'd probably haunt my mom sorry mom but because we're both like into ghosts so like yeah. and not in a scary way yeah i would send her like signs of like weird inside jokes and stuff that would be good and then i would haunt my enemies <laughs> but i don't have yeah i would just like fuck with people yeah like not even people that i know just like but like ooh, I'm a ghost. i would take over because we have a ghost at our job we work at a spa oh, one of the massage 13. rooms yes oh, we're in room 10 
wouldn't turn. The other night I went in there to like turn off the lights. Or turn on the lights. And the lights wouldn't turn on and like the light switch wouldn't move. Yeah. No, sometimes I go in there and I will like turn on lights so that I can take stuff back. Because how I do it is that if there's like towels or sheets or something that needs to be restocked, I open up the cabinet and then I leave on the light so that I can see that I need to go back to that room. (gasps) Was it off? I room 13 i'm telling you it might be room 10 and room it's 13. the hallway it's I the think, whole I think hallway it tra- i think it travels the rooms yeah because like i'll turn on the lights and then i'll come back and the lights will be gone and oh. like i mean the lights will be off and then the um cabinets will be closed and i always think oh maybe it's like Corey like closing everything but like it'll be on nights that like it's just me in there no and like i was showing the new spa back that like that's how i do it and then we went back and the lights were turned no. off yeah and i was like this is what i was telling you about this is like the haunted hallway and i was joking i was like oh yeah it's haunted lol and she was like really because like I, like this hallway creeps me out and she's like new like her first day she yeah. picked up on that no i went there and i was really freaked out and so the lights in the rooms just for background for those of you that don't work with us <laughs> they're like motion sensors. so the light switch is on like sometimes it can turn on if you haven't been there a while but when you walk in the light will turn back on so i was walking to the hallway and the light in one of the rooms just like turned on and i was telling like i forgot who i was working with and i was like that was so freaky and they're like no they're like motion censored i'm like no i did not go into the room to turn it on i was like in the hallway and i was like i was equidistant from that room in another room and the light didn't turn on in that room so yeah but the hall lights whenever they flicker do you ever open in the morning one morning i was opening and i I hate opening because i go there alone yeah and i turned on the lights and they were just flickering until like somebody Mm -hmm. else got there i don't think it's a mean ghost i think it's just just likes to mess with us it likes to mess with us but i was gonna say if i become a ghost i'll go meet that ghost and haunt haunt the spa together yeah we have to have our friend hope on the show oh yeah to talk about ghosts the spa ghost because listen hope i love you but you're crazy (laughs) and she talks to the ghost and i'm like don't you dare i was like leave that alone i'm sure it's nice but just like mind your own business yeah for real let the ghost do that thing you don't need to be friends with the ghost yeah i'll go in there and i'll like say stuff like i'll be like oh like something like one time i was like oh you didn't restock the towels great no don't what are you guys doing <laughs> don't talk to the ghosts i get lonely no y'all you know a lot in this room like when we're close i'm gonna go back to just mind your own business let it be see i don't make it mad are you ever in room eight and then you turn around and you like see the steam machine and you're like shit that's a person that's but then it's it. not it like it shivers shivers down my spine oh again i hate where i'm not gonna go in tomorrow <laughs> so that's a little bit about us and the haunted spa we work at the spa goes but you should still get a massage there you should just we know we're not, not driving business away <laughs> it's nice you know it you just watched those probably watches you get massaged i don't oh know God. I hope he steps out whenever. Maybe that's when he like switches rooms. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, I have to let well, them look and change. Hope said it's like a feminine energy, though. I think did she? I have no. I don't idea. know. I don't. I don't pick up on that, and I don't want to pick up on that. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, it can be a gender neutral ghost. I don't care. Yeah, I'm a binary ghost. That's fine. I don't care. Just don't. 
leave the lights alone when I'm in there, please, please, please. We'll have to do some like go- more ghost stories for this yeah, episode. Because no, no. vile things are mostly murderous, but they're things like ghosts. We'll cover that. It's girls gone spooky. I know. I think we should cover some cults. Spooky. Love cults. You know, just all the all that stuff. I don't fucks with cults. I'm just like, like uh, you can keep all of that shenanigans over on a, not you not you personally not but in a cult so they can they can go they can stay in their lane with you their friends it's all about sex and religion and stuff like that and I just I can't you know what I want to make a show about what ghost cults ghost cults oh that would be such a good like fake like ghost tour sci-fi series just like ghost cults ghosts and cults ghosts and cults ghosts or ghosts of people who are in a cult Mm. (sighs) we're like there we go podcast (laughs) number three (laughs) yeah we've got my strange addiction yes this one and And ghosts cults ghost cults ghost cults (laughs) All right, I think have we we've covered it all. I, we've yeah. trash talked men. <laughs> we talked about the ghosts. We talked about some ghosts in Disney World and leaving your ashes there. And terrible, terrible, horrible story of this. I know stinky people. Ugh, the stinky stylers. Stinky stylers. Ooh, I'm mad I didn't come up with that the first ten minutes of that. Well, so that could be the title. <laughs> stinky <laughs> stylers. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, if you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to our first podcast. Yes, I hope you enjoyed it. We will be back. If you did like it, if you are friends with us, if you laughed at us, please, please, please share this podcast. Tell your mom. Tell your friends. Give us a whoop whoop in the comments. Yeah, comment, rate, like it. Tell everyone, be as obnoxious as we are. And Subscribe, hit that like button, turn on the post notification bell. Yes, she's got it. And <laughs> you can go like and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Girls Gone Vile Podcast. Our Twitter is at Girls Gone Vile. And our Facebook is also at Girls Gone Vile. Leave us some funny comments. Yeah. Tell us your ghost story. Yeah. And tell us where you'd like your ashes spread. Yes, exactly. Tell us both of those things. Please, if you have, if you write into one of our social media accounts and you have a good ghost story or a good ashes spreading story, please or send it and we will read it. Just a good story. If you just have something that you're like, oh my God, I need to tell you this. It's weird. They'll like it. Yeah. Tell us. Please. If it's a strange addiction. Yeah, you can go on another podcast. Yeah, that we haven't made yet. We have not made it, but we'll do it all. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Yes, thank you. Have and a good tune night. in next time. Bye. Bye.